I'm Max Kaiser. This is the Kaiser Report competition. It's everywhere. It's on the genetic level. It's on the macroeconomic level. It's on the microeconomic level. And it morphs and it transmutates and it has all kinds of weird corollaries. And uh, we're seeing all interesting fauna and fauna and fauna. What? Hey, stop, what's going on? Well, definitely in our world global financial system, we have predators and ghouls, and this is something we have talked about for a long time. Many of these predators and ghouls are the captains of so-called industry, which is no longer really true. We only have financialized rackets, right? And so we're going to look at some of these ghouls and how they think and how they basically predate upon the entire population, and that is our business model. First, of course, U.S. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross in the past week, he told Maria Baratiroma that the, coron the coronavirus in China will help accelerate return of jobs to the United States. This is, of course, very Black Plague-like when um, it did help the middle class back then because everybody died, a third of the population, up to a half died in some places. Right, right. This is kind of what I was talking about, you know, in terms of the um, competition that's happening on the genetic level, it's happening on the macroeconomic level and the microeconomic level. Because Wilbur Ross is basically right, and there's nothing wrong with that, uh, because we're in a globalized competitive marketplace, and China chose to build their economy in such a way as that spawned the crisis of the coronavirus. And for that, there is an economic penalty. And the U.S. could inherit a benefit of that economic penalty. Uh, similarly, the U.S. builds its economy in ways that cause other kind of externalities that are highly detrimental to the U.S. economy. But all these countries are pursuing economies that are globally uh, malevolent in some way. And we're at the end of this globalized period or at deglobalization, de-dollarization, depopulation, because all the economic models followed around the world are hyper-financialized and place no value on humanity. I think that's pretty clear at this point. And so now we're seeing um, the result of that. And remember, competition extends down to the genetic level, you know, as that famous book, The Selfish Gene, talks about. You know, the the virus wants to live, right? So, I mean, we're competing with the virus. And uh, so it's, the competition is now, it's, it's morphed into something really quite amazing, I think. Of course, we do have a just-in-time delivery system. And, you know, in, ter in terms of bringing this manufacturing jobs back to America, thanks to, uh, you know, an epidemic hitting China, the fact is, while China might be able to build a factory in 10 days, we may take you know, 10 months at a minimum, certainly over a year with planning and regulations and all that sort of stuff. Um, also, like much of our industrial heartland, say Ohio, Pennsylvania, places like that, well, they're getting, you know, destroyed and devastated by the opioid epidemic. And here is a fascinating thing, because remember, every single individual in the economy, in a financialized economy, they have to maximize profits in it. So for all the you know, working class, underclass, really, the um, African-American, black American, uh, very poor white people, a lot of them just get thrown into prison because those, that's a huge profit center for corporations. Then you have these 
guys who used to work in factories and now they're suffering out in the heartland. And what they got fed, what the algorithm fed them, was opioids because it was huge profits. Electronic patient record systems used by thousands of doctors were programmed to automatically suggest opioids at treatment, thanks to a secret deal between the software maker and a drug company. Right, so again, this is the competition on the cellular level, the, uh, the software level, the macro, the, the microeconomic level. So here you have corporations involved in brainwashing, and um, they're involved in distorting our information field. They're involved in adversely programming their computers to, to, to prescribe opiates to patients for profit even though it's killing more people than we lost in Vietnam. So you have to ask yourself, is it the disease that these American corporations have, the CEOs, the brain diseases and the psychosis that's competing for domination? It's not on the human level. The human level is gone. As a humanist, I guess we're, we're post-humanist. Now we're just deconstructionists. We're looking to tear apart the fabric of humanity, the fabric of our culture, the fabric of our, of our existence. And we're seeing that really being sped up in real time with the assistance of computer. It's, it's a disintegration as a service. So also with a predator-based system where the apex predator constantly gets fed and the, anybody else in that ecosystem is penalized or punished. So here we have two groups, an opioid manufacturer and an algorithm provider. And the algorithm provider, you would think if they, they programmed it to over-prescribe opioids, which killed up to 70,000 Americans per year. So they did that. They intentionally uh, basically did something that would result in the death of tens of thousands of people. You would think, like, say, El, Chap El Chapo, he got sentenced to how many lifetimes in prison? Well, here's the Department of Justice on what happens to these apex predators. Department of Justice Office of Public Affairs, electronic health records vendor to pay $145 million to resolve both criminal and civil investigations. So this is for Practice Fusion Incorporated. They've agreed to pay $145 million for these 70,000 a year, back 10 years, up to 10 years. So, you know, that's almost close to a million people they've killed directly. Who knows indirectly as a result of this, of like family disintegration and stuff. Right, and of course that's no penalty at all, $170 million. $145 million indeed. $145 million, of course, you can be, that can be borrowed from the central banks at 0% interest. And you could construct a forgivable loan that never matures. So it's free, there's no penalty. So I think, you know, this is uh, Lord of the Flies uh, on a global scale, right? If you put a bunch of, if there's no, if you have the worst, most um, sadistic person in charge, like an opiate drug manufacturer, and you give them unlimited money at 0% interest rate, they will cause a genocide, right? So this is opiate genocide as a service, as a profit center, as a business. Uh, it's much worse than what we saw 80 years ago. So this financialization has how we've gotten around the right to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is they always say it's the algorithm. Here, it was the algorithm that did it. We didn't know that our algorithm was racist or classist. We didn't know that. We didn't, you know, it was the algorithm. 
we are not responsible. That's why these sort of guys get away with, um, you know, what would normally be a crime in the hood. Like anybody who's poor, they would actually do 20, 30, 40, 50 years and somebody would collect the profit on incarcerating them. But here, so you have these algorithms are the ones that deplatform us. The algorithms are the ones that package these mortgage-backed securities and saw the biggest wipeout of not only black American wealth in history, but the wealth of many people. They lost their homes. It's still like down. So they blame the algorithm. They themselves never have any responsibility because, of course, we introduced legislation like the Dodd-Frank Act to force them to have responsibility. But now there is no human individual that ever, for these people, ever takes blame. It's always the algorithm. Right. So it's uh, death by algorithm. And uh, you see this infiltrating all aspects of the economy. And if you program a gun to shoot somebody, uh, who's responsible for that crime? Is it you, the guy who programmed the gun to shoot somebody, or is it the gun's fault because it had the program to shoot that person? So um, a logical person would say, well, the person who programmed the gun is guilty of murder. But here, these opiate manufacturers are saying, we're not guilty. Just because we programmed the computers to kill Americans, we're not guilty because it was the computers that did it. It was the inanimate object uh, that uh, somehow just decided one day. And the, that's, as I said at the top of the show, th this is competition on the algorithmic level, on the genetic gene level, because we've got viruses that are not just a coronavirus, but we have, we have mental pathology and psychosis has become a competitive force. A lot of these executives should be in straitjackets and thrown into a mental institution, but they're, they've been given unlimited amounts of free money and they're sadists. So what do you think's gonna happen? Well, remember at the top of the show, I said Wilbur Ross is like happy that the coronavirus is wiping out people in China because it might be good for US jobs. So here we have Goldman Sachs articulating something in a debate on their own uh, letters to shareholders um, that would see them be deplatformed. If you ask this on Twitter or on Facebook or YouTube, you, the individual who's not Goldman Sachs, would be deplatformed for asking this. But Goldman Sachs asks in biotech research report, is curing patients a sustainable business model? And they asked this in an April 10th report entitled The Genome Revolution. The potential to deliver one-shot cures is one of the most attractive aspects of gene therapy, genetically engineered cell therapy, and gene editing. However, such treatments offer a very different outlook with regard to recurring revenue versus chronic therapies, said Salvine Richter in a note to clients. While this proposition carries tremendous value for patients and society, it could represent a challenge for genome medicine developers looking for sustained cash flow. And he cited a Gilead tree treatments uh, for he hepatitis C, which they used to earn about uh, $12.5 billion a year, but it's now down to about $4 billion because it cured people. Right. Is curing people a sustainable business model? <laughs> yes. According to Goldman Sachs, that's a question. Yes. Okay. Now, the perfect example, you have a sadist, a sadistic organization, Goldman Sachs. They're given unlimited money, billions, hundreds of billions of dollars, and pay no interest on that money to... Um, to, to to introduce genocide as a service, right? So they're in the genocide business. It's That's Goldman Sachs. It's definitely predatory behavior that this is, this is their mindset. They're looking for profit. So as we saw in the testimony when they were packaging those mortgage-backed securities that they knew were going to wipe out your pension fund, they knew it. And, but they said it was the algorithm selling this, and the pension funds wanted it. They wanted this risk. Um, so we have predatory behavior wherever we look. And okay, let me just jump in for you. Know, taxioplasmosis is that, that brain psychotic episode one has if you imbibe cat Literally. poop, yeah. right? 
And a lot of executives on Wall Street purposefully do that. They eat cat poop to, inst to instill a sense, uh, to, to engender taxioplasmosis so that they can act without empathy and reap profits. And they're given by society, by the banks, unlimited free money to do this. Okay, so um, what do you think the result is going to be? Oh, genocide as a service. Oh, man, Goldman Sachs should have a much higher multiple because there's still six billion people out there. They've got growth. But at the, top, at the end of the day, when all of the money is held by a few apex predators, they do start going after each other. So you do have the opioid manufacturers, and they make big money, huge money, the algorithms that tell the doctors to prescribe it. But you might not have a pharmacy to go get the opioids because many Ohio communities are f becoming pharmacy deserts thanks to CVS, which is buying and closing local pharmacies and manipulating Medicaid to lower reimbursement rates below cost for indie pharmacies. So CVS is a competitor to the small local pharmacies, but CVS, um, the pharmacy benefit managers, they get to decide how much an individual pharmacy collects from Medicaid, and they've been basically making sure their competitors make no money at all from any uh, pharmaceutical benefits. So they're putting them out of business, and now you have pharmaceutical deserts across America, well, outside of the, um, you know, the winter locations that Hillary Clinton would call them. Well, well, the parts are worth more than the whole, right? Our organs as a human being sold separately on a site like eBay are worth a lot to a Goldman Sachs. We're going to take a break. When we come back, much more coming your way. We're told it's a total meltdown. Confusion consumes Iowa as officials struggle to report voting results. Are the botched Iowa caucuses the ultimate political metaphor of our times? Thinking of getting a cute puppy. Once we got him, he was shaking a lot because he didn't know what to do. He was trapped in this tiny little wire cage. If we go near the crate with him, he will just start freaking out and he won't let us bring him anywhere near it. Thousands of breeding dogs are caged in inhumane conditions on puppy farms. I mean, six, seven years, you know, they've been locked up in the cage outside. You see no protection from the weather, the heat, you know, the cold air, the rain, the snow, the thunder, nothing. They have no protection. Look at you. Look, it's okay. Across the U.S., Cruel puppy mills are supported by dog shows and pet stores. Most of the puppies that are coming from these large-scale factory farming kind of operations are being sold in pet stores. Even giant agribusinesses are involved, like Cargill and Monsanto. There has been a shocking amount of organized opposition to efforts to increase the standards of care for dogs bred in commercial breeding facilities. Most of that opposition is coming from huge agricultural groups and industries that have nothing to do with dogs. Dog by Dog on RT.